0: It looks like, like grandma's closet. Yeah. Really
1: <laughs>
0: and welcome, everyone, to beer, bourbon, and balderdash.
1: Balderdash. Balderdash.
0: How's it going, Johnny? <laughs> Pretty good. We always have a better time when you're here. You know that, right? Uh huh. That's because we get to touch each other. That's right. And I, I got I got to work on convincing you more to just come home. Come home. Well, we're gonna I'm gonna start a campaign like the Catholics come home. It's gonna be Johnny come home. I'm gonna just, just, I'm gonna put ads in Rhode Island and every night <laughs> when you're watching TV or on your Instagram it's just going to be say Johnny come home. You just have to just just call Delilah and and um Delilah. Yeah. And and and
2: uh was it dedicate Snoopy come home to yeah, me? Yeah. That yeah. one gets me deep cuz you know that was from that was from my childhood. Snoopy. Oh. Sno- so sad Snoopy was missing. Snoopy come home. Come home. Come home. This is a good one classic. I just remember that.
1: The,
0: one? No dogs allowed. Yes, that's the same movie. Yes, yeah, it's the same one. That's good. It yeah, is a good one. I do. A, I do appreciate a good Charlie Brown cartoon. Mm-hmm. Those are some of my favorite. How you been? Uh, Pretty good. Can't complain.
2: I'm not sick. Yeah. I haven't died yet. Yeah. Uh, I still have friends and family.
0: Yes. So we haven't abandoned good. you yet, even though you've a, abandoned. Us. We didn't abandon anybody.
2: <laughs> oh, Damn. I mean if Wayfair would stop paying me the medium bucks then yeah, maybe uh, I'd come back. But we're going to take a poll. They like do just enough
0: to make me not leave. Uh we're going to take a poll. If you would like Johnny to come home, uh then you go to our PayPal at balderdashers and send us $1 for no and $2 for yes. $5 for yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, on this on this episode, I was going to talk about value for value, and everyone just fell asleep. And mm. I was going to. No, they didn't. It's I was, good. I was going to describe how to set up a wallet for Satoshis and for Boostograms in Fountain and in Albi. But then I listened to a great podcast, the Mere Mortals podcast with Kyron. Mm-hmm. And he had a guy on. Uh, who wasn't terribly winsome, but he was smart. Uh, he goes by Satan's lawyer. Um, that's because he he uh, fought for the Church of Satan to have a religious group in schools in Australia. And uh, he doesn't believe in Satan. He doesn't believe in God either. But um, he just took on the case because he's kind of a, a contrarian in that way. So uh, he took on the case and um, won. But he also has a podcast, this lawyer does, and he went on Kyron's podcast, Mere Mortals, to talk about value for value. But he argued that asking your producers slash listeners to donate via like a wallet, like a Bitcoin wallet or Satoshi's, if your audience isn't an audience that either understands it or even wants to participate in that way, or they think it's just another thing, then you're really just kind of asking in the wind, which I thought was fair. Mm -hmm. And you and I have been bigger about community and having people reach out to us and talk to us more than money. Mm -hmm. Although, you know, we have money needs in order to continue having this podcast going. You know, it's like close to $300 a year for hosting, you know, and then it's our time as well, and we want to create really good content. So, what I'll tell you is that if you would like to set up a um, Satoshi wallet, which basically means you just go like on a Fountain FM and use that as your podcast listening app. And and by the way, Joe Rogan's on every podcasting app now, not just Spotify. So mm-hmm. you have no reason to keep Spotify. You can ditch that sucker, and then you can give us your monthly payment to Spotify because you like us. <laughs> And we don't have ads, and we do that on purpose so that we can say whatever we want. That we're not terribly controversial; we're pretty agreeable. And uh, we, though, would like your feedback. And we did get some feedback, and I can go right into that. But um, the whole value for value thing is that you know, you we give you value in that you listen to this, and if you've ever laughed or enjoyed or anything we said was thought provoking, um, that's value. And then you can give that value back by leaving us comments um, or donating to the podcast. Uh, you can even donate uh, the amount of a beer and suggest a beer, and we'll go get that beer. We're <laughs> we're pretty good about stuff like that. So um, there's lots of options in that sense. I'll leave the Satoshi stuff alone. If you want to know how, you can contact me, and I will walk you through it. We can do a, a Zoom. We can Zoom it, and uh, you can... Uh, Get to talk to me and get to know me. But I wanted to do a couple of thank yous right off the bat, if that's all right. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so uh, all the way back from episode 88, when I had Craig on, so I was ghost host. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Keeper, that's Tina Curry, um, Adam Curry's wife. She said, uh, Craig is a fan favorite of Vineyard Nation. That's what they call their group on Curry and the Keeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes V for V all the way, and she sent us 50,000 satoshi. So thank you, Tina. Dang. I appreciate that. Yep. Much appreciated. And episode 89. Uh, so that was two. I forgot which one was that one? 89. Yeah. I know that one. It was good vibes. I don't know. I was drinking that day. So I <laughs> really remember. <laughs> so was I. Um, anyways, uh, Kyron from Mirror Mortals Podcast sent us 22,222 Satoshis. And he said, uh, oh, that was the goals one. That's the one where we set goals. He says, love how you guys set your goals Always is fascinating to see how other people go about them. Wishing you great success. Would love to hear an episode on your philosophy for raising kids. Ooh. I like that. Yeah, I like that too. So that that's value right there. Yeah. What, even if he'd sent me 10 sats but left the comment, mm-hmm. that's co- that's value. Yeah. Because he's giving us a suggestion for content. Thank you, Kyron. I appreciate yeah, that. appreciate it. And then on the last episode, um, we had played a song from FM Radio um excuse me fm rodeo gosh i don't want to get that messed up <laughs> fm rodeo so it's these guys from uh, hill country texas it was a great song uh it's actually their new song called headache and they reached out and they said thank you for listening they're glad someone likes their music and if we're interested uh they, they'll do an interview uh so we can have them on as an interview yeah i take it I okay it. cool do you think we could get michael jackson Oh, yeah, the Michael Jackson, the writer. Isn't he dead? He died in 2017. Yeah. (laughs) 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 There are no more Michael
2: Jacksons. Nope. Sorry, folks. Maybe a Michael Harrison. Yeah. I've been in with that guy.
0: And I think JT um, also sent us uh, some comments through Instagram. Thanks, JT. I'm going to get on here on my Instagram and double check. That is an
2: app. How do I find other people's messages when they only have three followers?
0: I don't know. I mean, I guess I can give you access to <laughs> to the to the thing here. Uh, he said he was about to enjoy this bad boy, and it looks like it's St. Bernadus, ABT 12. Bernadus. Bernadus. St. Bernadus. Yeah. Which one? The 12. 12? Mm-hmm. So good. Is it? Yes. Ugh. And mm-hmm. then he sent me a mm-hmm. video from Cabin Boys Brewery where they heated a stout. He went to Cabin Boys? No, it's a. It's like a, it's a real Oh, but that I've been to Cabin Boys. We've had a beer from yeah, there. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, where they take a, a soldering iron type thing and they put it in a stout, and it caramelizes. Oh, yeah. I've seen this. Yeah, the whole thing, but it still leaves all the. Yeah. yeah, I think like
2: one of the things we haven't touched on in this podcast related to that is the equipment used in brewing and how that can impact the beer flavor. Yeah, because yeah. it's like a it's something that's missed a lot in conversation. Different systems create different flavors of beer. Depending Maybe on how the heaters so that'd just, be a fun one. Just
0: do one piece of equipment per show. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a whole be show of beer beer equipment
2: doesn't have to be like <laughs> like just. It, here's a high level thought. Okay, so yeah. you can heat beer in a couple of ways. You can direct fire, or you can steam jacket, essentially, okay. or you can run it through a, a heater. But the two primary ways are steam jacket or direct fire. And a direct fire is just like it sounds like it's a it's a burner underneath the boiling kettle. And as you can imagine, when you boil, it creates hot spots because of the flames. Yeah. Those hot spots caramelize the sugar in a different way than if you steam jacket. It's a very consistent heat, but you don't tend to get hot spots. So you get a more caramely, uh less fermentable sugar version of the beer. With the jacket. without With the direct fire. With the direct fire. Because you're like burning the sugar. You're creating okay, caramel Okay, so there's flavors. more carameling yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean... I think it's fascinating. Yeah, that is fascinating, Depending on like kind of beers you make, one, like traditionally big copper vessels is what people would use. And when they started using other systems that weren't energy efficient or easier to
0: control the temperature, it changed the way the beer tastes. Actually, a great suggestion would be um, to go to a brewery or a distillery and ask for a tour. Yeah. And then ask them questions. They love showing that stuff, Mm -hmm. off, especially if it's visible, you know. Just ask for a tour, ask for them to walk around and kind of explain the process. They'll give you the high level and it's, it's cool chemistry, especially in a whiskey distillery where they have all the stills. So anyways, um. Let's, let's drink a beer i'm already thirsty a for a beer let's what do you do got it. tonight?
2: let's do it okay so i was left alone for a weekend <laughs> <laughs> with the car always a bad idea i don't have a car in providence but yeah. but debbie's out of town and i got to have her jeep for the weekend nice and so i had some errands to run, and i decided to go to a couple of breweries and i went to more than a couple but one of them i went to was the berkeley beer company guess where they're from
0: uh berkeley california not california <laughs>
2: <laughs> Massive two shits. Massive two shits. That a Massachusetts. Okay. Uh, let's see. I like that their history is short. It's like three short paragraphs. Started in 2012 in a barn in the small farming community of Berkeley, Massachusetts. All right. Can you imagine that Berkeley Brewing Company would be in Berkeley, Massachusetts? No, I couldn't. Uh, they outgrew. They've got a pretty great setup next to a river. It's a beautiful space. Nice brewery. Um, The last line says, we care about the environment just as much as our craft, so we take heed ensuring we do our part in keeping our impact at a minimum. Our philosophy, waste not, want another.
0: There you go. I like it. I like that, too. I like that tagline. Yeah.
2: Waste not, want another. Yeah. Oh, so I should probably say what we're drinking. This is their Scotch ale. I didn't have this yes! while I was there, but it's because it was a little heavy and it was only. Yes. Insane. So I decided to give this a go. It says this old Scottish proverb. Oh, so I'll start up. to so reel it back.
0: <laughs> um,
2: time and tide for na man bibe. I don't know what that means. Okay, this old Scottish proverb was the inspiration for Are wee heavy. Its compelling message means that even the most powerful among us cannot escape, not even the laws of nature yet patience and wisdom will lead to success Dis- depicted in the image the dramatic beauty of the most westerly point in Scotland the Scottish word lighthouse a symbol of guidance <laughs> uh, Ardna Merch and something anyway
1: That's funny.
2: Uh, We Heavy Styles a style of strong Scottish ale that boasts rich sweet mulch flavor with a delightful caramel character and aroma Staff series number one
0: I'm excited. I love Scotch Hills. I do too. Here we go. So it's better not be bad.
2: Oh, <sighs> uh, yeah. I did a sampler flight while I was there and I was uh, I was pleased. Their beers are yummy. Very good. Um, I was actually sitting next to the parents of one of the brewers. Yeah. Um, he came up with their, I think it was their mild, or is it? It was a light, hazy IPA and it was delicious. Uh, I didn't catch their name. They were live music. I don't know. I'm trying to. You gave me two different glasses, so
0: I don't have a know, I know. I, you know what? I didn't pick these glasses. Mm. What
2: happened to the other glasses? Uh-huh. <laughs> I wonder when I talk about it. <laughs> uh, anyway, I didn't catch I the I love name. my wife. Between the guy that was playing guitar in the middle of the room, way louder than he should have, <laughs> and the guy at the end of the bar who had lots to say, and he was louder than the music. Nice. Couldn't really talk to anybody. But that's all that right. That sucks. I don't really like talking to people anyway. You love it on this. Nobody can talk back except for you.
0: <laughs> cheers! Right, cheers! It's a nice amber color. Hmm. But it's like deep red. Oh, it's got more of an aley smell than it does that sc- scotchy. Yeah. If you hold it up to light, it's like it's it's very red, almost
2: almost like a dark red ale. That is definitely a Scotch Ale. What's the ABV on that? Well, like two <laughs> hundred. <100. laughs> uh, it's high enough that they give it in proofs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! Uh, doesn't say what that's <laughs> really bad. Yeah, let's see if their website says anything here. Interesting.
2: I, I was on their website and I didn't show up in their beer list. Oh, no. This is like a specialty
0: uh, version. Oh, it's got a sweet aftertaste to it, too. It's
2: mm-hmm.
0: not like a scotchy aftertaste. It's got something sweet. Yeah. That's common on
2: these. So, like, you'll usually do, like, a hard boil, and that also will help caramelize the sugars uh, and uh, condense them. You'll get a little sweet flavor at the end. I like that. I don't know too. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't say. Yeah, what the heck? Oh, no. It's probably... I know, it's probably around nine percent that's what it tastes like a wee heavy I mean you could look that up there's there'll be a range are you looking it up or should I to the Google <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, oh the Imperial version traditionally it started at six percent oh who <clears throat> old Chubb is a good version of this. And how much is it? I don't it? know. It's this is old lighter Trub than is like old Eight percent, eight and a half percent. Yeah,
0: we'll see. It's right anyway, there. It's good. Yeah, it's
2: delicious. It tastes strong. Yeah, if it it's not really strong, does it taste strong, it really does.
0: It's nice though. Mm-hmm. I love Scotch ales. Ooh wee, mm-hmm. ooh wee. Mm-hmm. You got a trivia question for us? Uh, sure. Let's see. Well, so
2: I really like those trivia cards. the The, the questions are actually good and thoughtful, and most of the trivia, beer trivia related. Since I'm traveling, I did bring it with me. Um. And I really hate the questions that they ask about beer because they're so dumb.
0: We're going to do it anyways.
2: But this is fun. We're going to go through a couple. Okay. okay? So I found, I found a site. Oh, do the thing.
0: And it's time for beer trivia with John Harrison. Here we go.
2: <laughs> I'll work on that. I got to have a tagline like, yeah. show us your belly. <laughs> I don't know. That's not a good one. No. Here's to beer. Yeah, that's so, dude, dumb too. So, God, idiot. Okay, <laughs> move on. I mean, sorry. So,
0: don't tell my therapist. I'm not supposed to say. Yeah, you're not I supposed mean, to do dude. that. I remember that.
2: You're handsome and you're smart
0: and you taste beer very well. And doggone it, people like you. I think that's true. All right.
2: Lone Star is the official beer of which U.S. state? Texas. Oh, geez, too good. Which beer is from the land of sky blue waters? Oh, hams. That's right. Uh, long before they were a hip, inexpensive beer choice in the Pacific Northwest, hams made headlines with their their series of animated commercials. Yeah, I remember that. Sky Selling it waters. to kids. Yep. What type of dog is on the label of Red Dog Beer?
0: Uh, Red Dog. It's
2: a, it's a bulldog. <laughs> a bulldog. Where is the Coors Brewing Company located?
0: Uh, that's in um, Wisconsin. Golden Colorado, Golden Colorado. Yeah, uh, what is the technical did name you say for Coors? Coors. Oh, geez, I was thinking Miller. <laughs> Miller's in Wisconsin, right? Uh, or Minnesota. Damn it! No, it's um,
2: St. Louis. I'm way off. St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> Maybe that's Budweiser. No, that's is that Miller? What is in St. Louis? No, that's Bud. Uh, oop, my computer just did a thing.
0: That's not helpful. What's the next question?
2: What is the technical name for brewer's yeast? Oh, this is a harder one.
0: What's the technical term for brewer's yeast? It's not mash, is nope. it. no? It's not mash. It's a cereal. Nope. No, it's a. It's a. You won't. I don't think you'll get this. Saccharomyces. Oh, sac- oh, you've said I mean, it before yes. on the podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. though.
2: So that's the technical term for brewer's yeast. Uh, what brewery is the oldest in the world?
0: This will be a fun one. I
2: don't actually know the answer to this.
0: One. The oldest brewery yeah, in the world? Oldest brewery in the world. Uh, it'd have to be someplace on the East Coast. Um, Go bigger. Someplace in New York. It's not in the U.S. I mean, in the world. Oh, Germany. Okay. I think they're in Germany.
2: Uh, but they're definitely not in the US. I don't know.
0: Max Max probably knows. But I don't know. What is it?
2: Weinheinstephaner. Wein- uh Let's do one more. What is the amber liquid extracted from malted barley
0: called? The amber liquid extracted from malted barley. Before it's fermented into beer. What's it Ooh, called? Jeez. I have no idea. Wart.
2: Oh, God. Wart. <laughs> Wart. You stupid. Uh, what does IPA stand for? <laughs> it's, it's
0: just getting worse. Imperial Pale Ale. From the land of sky There it warm. is.
1: Oh, it's... You know you chase idea of It's always better when you top it off right, with a great tasting Hams beer. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I, was, I only drank Hams when I was ten. every Hams. Hams. the
0: beer refreshing. Hams. Registered. Hams the beer refreshing. That's a good tagline. What is a lab- <laughs> labiophyllist? Oh, I know where the labi is.
2: What is it? That? That's not what it is. They're, not, they're <laughs> What is it? A collector of. Labirphilist? Labirphilist? Yes. I don't know. The labia is by the clitoris. They clicked clits. <laughs> clits? They click <collect> beer bottles. <laughs> uh, Ron Werner holds the record for having the least amount of sex of anybody over the age of 25 <laughs> and owns 25,866 beer bottles. Just kidding, Ron. I don't know you. You're probably a wonderful human being. Um. <laughs> A barrel of beer in the. US. holds how many gallons of beer um, 50 a barrel a barrel How much is in a keg Isn't that 10? no 20 15 and a half
0: 15 and a half. how many kegs are in a barrel How many kegs in a barrel two two
2: there you go Now math it now 31 31 gallons per barrel <clears throat> so when you this is this will be the last fun fact for the day fun fact. When you talk about brewing systems or like volumes of beer that places produce, they talk about it in terms of barrels. So to be like a 10-barrel system, that means they can make 20 kegs of beer at a time.
0: Oh, okay.
2: So then you talk about production. To be a craft brewer, considered a craft brewer, you have to produce less than 100,000 barrels of beer a year.
0: Oh, Sure, that's, that's easy for most of those craft brewers. That's, that's a lot, right? That's a lot of beer. Two hundred thousand kegs. You have to be doing it out of your backyard with all the people coming by and stuff like that. There was a winery that um, the people who own the winery mm-hmm. had basically wine tasting days yeah. in the backyard of their house over here. By the yeah, we know them.
2: Oh, you do? Yeah, they they built a place out across the street from Lake Chelan Winery in Chelan. Oh, right on. Uh, God, the sed- seducius, something like that. Yeah, it's a beautiful building. Really awesome. great people. Yeah. We met them one day when we were in there. They were hanging out in the tasting room. And you're like, yeah. hey. Yeah, the wife came over <sighs> and started talking to us. We just thought she was there for tasting
0: too. Turns out she's one of the owners. She's oh, really cool. really sweet. My yeah. husband. And yeah. Good. That's place. what's nice about wineries is that people are so personable. Mm-hmm. You don't really get a whole lot of that from the brewers and breweries. They're pretty isolated people. Sometimes it they're out. It depends on where you go. Yeah, like, they seem more introverted to me than winery people yeah. though. I don't I, I feel like like
2: Brewing beer is a little bit of a nerdy sport. Like it's equipment heavy. It's a lot of like calculations and and tech and software. And uh, I feel like wine's a little more art. Yeah. Like the blending of it. So it's, it's just a different sport. And it also has a mystique that's different. Like, I don't know. Like what, beer is very approachable to everyone. And so I like, I feel like almost anyone, no matter how like socially awkward you are, can meet up at a brewery and have a beer and not feel intimidated by having a beer. But like most people aren't great at tasting wine. They just might like to drink it. And so you show up to a winery and it just feels kind of, yeah. can feel kind of stuffy if it's not the right setup and it's, it can be intimidating. Yeah. You know, especially when you see things where people are like sipping and like being snooty about the things they taste and like, this is the best wine ever. And you know, it just kind of has a different mystique about it. It
0: has so, an oaky booth.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean the reality is they're all just people and everyone's a weirdo. Yep. That's so. true.
0: I agree with that. You want to drink some bourbon now? Yes. I mean <laughs> sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh I've had th- this box, this trio <laughs> box of bourbons for a long time and then I I there's it was like hidden up there. So um I've probably had this for over a year. We're gonna drink drink three bottles of bourbon tonight? No. I just picked one of the three. Okay. Um this is Heaven's Door. So this is the um Oh, what's that singer? Axel Rose. Yep. Nope. Uh, this is uh, John Stamos. Oh, no, shut up. So I can think for a minute, man. Kenny G. <laughs> I wish I could mute you and I couldn't hear you, but I'd still hear you. even if you no Bob Dylan,
2: Bob Dylan, that's what I was going to say next. You should just let me keep going.
0: Yeah. He wanted to create a collection of American whiskeys that in their own way, tell a story. That's a quote from Bob Dylan. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. <laughs> On the side of the bottle. Uh, so this is heaven's door. And I don't know if I've had this before, but this is their straight bourbon whiskey. Let's do it. Ooh, I already chased this. <laughs> Sorry, jumping again. Pre-cheers. Mm, well, it's pretty.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Pretty ugly. Hi Dana, I love you, Dana. I love
2: you too. Oh, that was sweet. Hey Dana, Joe. Hello, Johnny. Happy Hallmark holiday.
0: Yeah, we don't celebrate Cheers. that. Neither do we. Okay, love you. <laughs> love you. That a little interlude with my wife. She yeah. came down to uh, to try to sneak by, but there's no sneaking by. Anyways, nope. heaven's door. Ooh, what do you get off the nose right away? Kind of nutty. Yeah,
2: it's got kind of that like sweet varnish. Yeah. Aroma. I don't know if I like that. It, just, it reminds me of growing up. It reminds me of my dad's garage and projects,
0: and I had one recently where that's exactly... Was that the last one we had? Yeah, it, yeah, was, it was the black the last, whiskey. Yeah, it was the last one had we that had. varnishy but it tasted good. Yeah, it tasted really good. So right. this this well, is an award winning bourbon whiskey and distillery. Uh, they're in uh, Pleasureville, Kentucky. I don't know if he actually like lives there or not, but uh, this is uh, the con- it doesn't actually say that they've changed the labels and the names on them. Now, so, since I've, since I've had this uh, one, uh, it says if I shop, it's got, it's exploration, single bear barrels. They've, they have names on them now. Mm. So I imagine this would then be called their Ascension because it's their Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Unless this is an MPG product while they're trying to get stuff. No, this is their Tennessee straight whiskey. Cause it says distilled in Tennessee. Mm. So, this is not their Kentucky. So, Tennessee whiskey. Let's give it a go. Cheers. Cheers. <sighs> oh,
2: it tastes like tobacco.
0: Tastes exactly like tobacco. Like a cigar. Ooh. Like cigar. Uh, t- yeah. Mm, not a great aftertaste. It's sweet, kind of apple y.
1: Mm mm-hmm. um,
0: hmm. Yes, it does taste like tobacco. Wow, right away. It tastes like bottom shelf whiskey, if I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. It tastes like Oven Williams a little bit without the super nutty flavor. It's got like a weird mouthfeel.
2: Yeah. It's not a burn, but it like it's like astringent on the side <laughs> of your tongue.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They call this now Revival, mm. their Tennessee Street Bourbon whiskey.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> not my favorite. Um, but if this was like a third glass, I'd be all right. <laughs> But you're right, nutty. Like there's a very nutty flavor on the end.
0: Mm. Second taste. A little better.
2: Yeah. I don't get the sweet
0: as much in this one. I don't either. I know. And it's um, kind of a lingering aftertaste that I don't really enjoy. Yeah. So I'm not a fan. Mm. Thank goodness these are little bottles. Mm -hmm. It's fun to try that way. I do have their rye and their single barrel. I don't have extra glasses, though.
2: I would be really interested to know, like, if somebody who's listening has had one of these that we're like, we don't like it so much and they really like it, I'd like to know why. What their
0: take is on it. Yeah. I agree. I wish, I mean, I don't know how we can make this more interactive. I wish we could make this more interactive. But it's up to our producers and listeners to interact with us. We have lots of options. Mm Mm-hmm. So I would give this, um, like, I want to rate these at the end of the month. you know, oh, yeah, for we like t- the we've month. talked about doing this for a while. Well, I wrote something up, but it never happened. Yes, and uh, <laughs> so I'll try it again. And and I kind of had like a, a, a whatever out of five, a zero out of five. Um, how would I rate that? I guess I would rate it off of if I liked it or not and kind of like think about the things that I really enjoy about whiskey and things that I don't. So it's our reviews are going to be very um, personal and not, mm-hmm. <laughs> not like professional. There's no, yeah, I'm not. It's not. There's no rule book that we're going to go after. No. But I would give this one somewhere around a two. I think it would be good on a rating scale if there were two scores that
2: tallied up to the total score. Okay, one is your personal feeling about it. Yes. So like, say it's a two. Yeah. But then also separating your personal feelings from like the technical or the the quality of it because. I know we've had some where, like, this is, like, well done. I just don't like it. Like, there's weird flavors in it. At least with beer, that happens to me a lot. You can tell it's, like, a well-made product. Just not for me. Yeah. I don't feel like this is well-made,
0: nor do I think it tastes very good. Do you think this is better or worse than the Trader Joe's bourbon? I'd say it's... Well, I don't know. I Because my mind instantly goes, it has to be better because it's not Trader Joe's. Yeah. But we had some the other day. Yeah. And it's just kind
2: of, like it's table it's like table whiskey. I'd table say this bourbon. is better because uh, this is not as sweet which I like. I think the other one has too much caramel flavor in yeah. and it's like it's playing to a very specific <laughs> So, is Trader audience.
0: Joe's bourbon is at the is at the zero, is at the baseline and then it's from there to sure. like what would you consider top of the line? Well, I don't think Trader Joe's whiskey. bourbon is bad. Yeah. Um I, mean, I like, do. It kind of seems like Evan Williams, and I'm not a big fan yeah, of it. Evan I
2: Williams. mean, it's not the best, but it's not like undrinkable. Some yeah. of these that we've had, I don't know if we've done them on the show or not, but some are just undrinkable. Yeah. Like that, that place up north that we went to where like oh, yeah. we, we left witchy G-P on the table. Trodden. Yeah, that one. Like, I mean, I hope they improved, but like- Dude, we were
0: high and had lots of- Alcohol. Yeah. There's like no reason we shouldn't just down those <laughs> or, or that we should even known that they were bad. Yeah. It should have been like, Oh yeah, this is great. Oh Yeah. More Brown. No, but we were like, Oh Ooh, this can't, is, yeah. Drinking this. Yeah. But their gin was pretty good. Yeah. I think you actually told the guy like, stick to that. Yeah. <laughs> I guy, like, to that. <laughs> yeah. Did I probably, yeah. I don't know. No, you I, did. I, you I, gave I, him that's like that's a pretty lit up. <laughs> you gave him a really good criticism. I thought so. It was constructive. Oh, good.
2: Yeah. It was like, if I remember right, which you probably don't, uh, It was like very vegetal and just like not
0: easy to drink. It was it was hot. I don't know, but I get I get the nuttiness in the end here, in the glass again. I get the nutty varnish, Mm. but yeah, the varnish smell. Isn't that weird how that pops up again? Mm -hmm.
2: Wayne varnish is like mostly alcohol, yeah, with brown coloring.
0: (laughs) Oh, maybe that's what we're drinking. Varnish. (laughs) Are you ready? Oh yeah!
1: Do it, Holderdash. It's Word. Word.
0: So that juxtaposition of this music with the uh, high-pitched voices. That does, that song is
2: like the secret life of a librarian. It's
1: perfect for words of the day.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Just like it is. At home, reading the dictionary, listening to like death metal. Yeah. You're good.
0: Uh, Our word tonight is Winkle Picker. Winkle Picker. Winkle Picker.
2: Yep. That's a person who cleans Winkles off of a ship hole.
0: (laughs) Winkle Picker. Winkle Uh, Winkle Picker. One word or two words? It's one word. It's all one word. Winkle Winkle Picker. Winkle Picker. Winkle Picker. Winkle Picker. (laughs) Um,
2: Yeah, I don't know. That's my guess. It's somebody who scrapes the
0: hole of ships. Okay. You're actually kind of half... Half close, you actually are. Oh. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Oh.
2: <laughs> okay, well, I guess we get to the end. I'm sure it has
0: something to do with the picker that you're picking up. Ah, or are they picking winkles for the yeah. for the restaurant
2: winkle picker? Yeah, like they pick them up and then they sell them to restaurants for food.
0: Yes. Oh, geez, you're so close. You're kind of half close on that. Oh, That's okay. pretty good. It's well, not I got bad. One half one half. That's not well, bad. I know what a winkle is. So, and yeah. a picker. I'm pretty sure I know what a picker is. <laughs> a pecker,
1: a
2: picker. <laughs> I hope you know what a pecker is. <clears throat> all right so stay tuned yeah the end for that of the show bit. yep yeah so given that today is the day of manufactured love oh yeah which actually love. it's not i started looking at like i always thought that valentine's day it just felt like a forced holiday and it always bothered me and helen and i feel pretty similar on this that it's like a day that you're like required to tell the person you love that you love them or show them or show them do some yeah. grand gesture and it's like well why wouldn't I just do that all the time? All the time. And like, we forget, it's easy to forget and it's a nice reminder, but at the same time, like, I think it means less if you do it on the day that you're required to do it and no other time. It doesn't mean you shouldn't tell the person you love that you love them or do something on this day, but it shouldn't be the only time. Um, Valentine's day has a very long history though. And it wasn't always so lovey. Uh, there's lots of, there's lots of feasts. um, (laughs) Saint Valentine Feces? was known for like healing feasts. Feasts, feasts. okay. <laughs> Valentine uh, Valentine's Day, also called Saint Valentine's Day or the Feast of Saint Valentine, is celebrated annually on the fourteenth. It's a Christian feast day honoring a martyr named Valentine. We love our feasts. <clears throat> That's right. Love to eat. Um, there's lots of things. Lots of things. Uh, the eighth century was the first time it was recorded to be on the on February fourteenth. Uh, the day became associated with romantic love in the 14th and 15th centuries. How did it go from like a feast of celebrating somebody who healed the sick to loving each other and lovebirds and candy? Weird. Anyway, so it kind of kind of led to the the idea of talking about the Hallmark holidays, yeah. Which is like you know corporations make these holidays to get you to buy more shit or to buy more cards. Yeah. Like Mother's Day is kind of one of those that was like. Manufactured and then, oh yeah, um, they're not based on anything. So I just thought it'd be fun to talk about uh, holidays that are not real holidays and invented by corporations.
0: Yeah, I mean, other than like so, Christmas and something yeah, that we've talked about this before are Christian holidays to combat paganism or to be mm-hmm. uh, evangelical to pagans who were celebrating solstice and and Easter uh, is actually the same thing. It's mm-hmm. to celebrate the rise of Jesus, but it's also happens on a, on another pagan holiday mm-hmm. or close to another pagan holiday. Classic Christians <clears throat> take over a place I mean, it and was, take their day I, I, to get people to sign up. I mean, I agree. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 see why they did that. Cause they're thought like, Hey, we also have the, aren't we relevant? It's Christians are always trying to be relevant mm-hmm. when they are a very not supposed to be relevant religion. Mm-hmm. People miss that. Um, we also do not celebrate Valentine's Day. Uh, we, we we love each other. We go on dates all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. we really work on that stuff. I bring our flowers from the market. Uh, so this day seems like a day of stress. Like if I... To me, it always felt like some of these manufactured holidays were... Like if I don't give this person something, like they're going to be mad at me. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they're going to be upset. Or they're, or they're going to think something bad about me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that yeah. that anxiety is like, why why the hell does this day exist? I don't understand. I, I always thought that
2: Helen and I were on the same page on it, and I, I'm pretty sure we are, but I still have that little bit of anxiety. It's like, does she wish that I was more I did more too today. Into? Like, does she want some things? No, 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 we don't need that. But...
0: But like That's so funny. I was listening all day to Dana's tone to see if there was something is, like yeah, Daddy, did she want to go to dinner should they <laughs>
2: should I order something on Amazon really quick Yeah Same should I have do not like, done the
0: podcast on Valentine's Day <laughs> Yeah
2: But like I talked to Helen about it and we, we do have a plan to go on a date this week but it's it's not because of Valentine's Day. We're going to go do a wine blending uh, event at uh, Locust Winery. Oh, fun. And uh, apparently there's prizes for whoever blends the best Ooh. one and the blend that you create, whichever one gets picked as the best becomes the blend of they I think they're making a Bordeaux blend and whoever, whatever team makes the one they choose. Um, that's the, that's the blend they'll use for the next year. And there's some sort of prize. I'm sure it's wine.
0: Yeah. I, but I'm, it'll be fun. I'm going to say you're going to be in the top two. I don't know. Maybe. No, you've got a knack for that. For <laughs> alcohol. Do. No, for blending. Mm. For for knowing how things go together, you do. So just, I, I you imagine you're going to be. And then you taste it. And I it know. Good. I know. But I, you guys I have know. good palates. So yeah, but I, I don't think know anything you're about gonna be in the wine blending. You have enough knowledge, whatever. I and
2: mean, I know a lot about churning butter.
0: <sighs> you know nothing about churning butter
2: churned butter all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did try to make cheese once. That was a failure. That was gross. All right. <laughs> moving on. Tell me more about that. <laughs> manufactured holidays. No, I will
2: in a sec. But Helen and I went to make cheese once. <laughs> and it was like a class. And it was like, you can make you can make mozzarella from a gallon of whole milk, unpasteurized whole milk. And uh, I tried twice and failed both times. And Ooh. and the teacher was like some people just don't have it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like
0: it's just bad. Oh, that's too bad.
2: Uh, but other other examples, especially like I feel like some of these are relatively new um, that that show up as like National Pancake Day or uh, oh, Donut Day, Bosses Day. Like, why do we need to celebrate our bosses? <clears throat> yeah, like they're celebrated enough with their paycheck. Uh, clergy Appreciation Day. Isn't that isn't that just Christmas Sunday? sunday (laughs) i get enough of that friendship day grandparents day Uh, groundhog day Day. national doctors day the kids school did a
0: grandparents day and how they celebrate grandparents day is that grandparents had to come into the school and they did uh a lot of the kids did songs and stuff in their music classes for Mm -hmm. the grandparents that's fun and then they had a photo booth so that you could take pictures the kids could take pictures with their grandparents I like that. That's like, like a family photo, but it's with the grandparents instead. Yeah. So that was that was a cool way to celebrate grandparents. All right, uh,
2: ten. So I found this article. It's <clears throat> ten fake holidays that were actually invented by brands. Uh, yes, I want this. Number one: National Pancake Day.
0: Yeah, IHOP.
2: IHOP. Ah! Let's see. Outside the U.S., especially the U.K. and Ireland, there's an <clears throat> official Pancake Day. Uh, yep. IHOP seized the branding opportunity and Smart. brought IHOP National Pancake Day to the United States in 2006. Smart. Oh, it came from before that. There's an official Pancake Day, but in the U.S., it, IHOP brought it and not that long ago. Uh, oh. National Rotisserie Chicken Day.
0: Uh, Boston Market.
2: Let's see for lovers of chicken on a spit. June second, National Rotisserie Chicken Day. This is the time to shine. Uh, yep was it's it probably come as no surprise as king rotisserie chicken sales boston market is oh the company behind it nicely done uh they submitted a proposal in just 2015
0: this is new oh we don't even have one here anymore National- we used to have one and it was great yeah i've yeah. never been to a boston market so we had one where the taco time is uh down there on fauntleroy Oh, right there at the junction. Yeah, that was a Boston market. Yeah, it was in Boston market. Oh,
2: I'm glad it's a taco time.
0: And also, by the way, this is the double barrel whiskey. Oh, so heaven! Excited to like move in on that.
2: Yeah. All right. Before we do this, number three: National International Coffee Day. Oh, uh, lots of countries have had National Coffee Days, but one of the first documented international coffee coffee holidays was developed by Folgers, the All Japanese Japan Coffee Association, oh. back in 1983, October 1st. Wasn't until 2015, <sighs> however, and that International Coffee Day went truly international with 35 countries in the International Coffee Association signing on. Small Business Saturday, Amazon, no, no, just, just kidding. That was before Amazon. Small Business Saturday oh was developed by
0: uh, Small Business Association of America. No. American Express. American. Oh, geez. <laughs> right. Don't forget. Oh, I should know that. They yeah. they're commercials every year. Yeah, small all the time. Business. Go chop up small businesses with our big uh, card. Stupid. Let's have another drink. Smell is this. this. I already I can already tell you what this smells like to me. It smells like musty oak. Yes, it smells moldy. Yeah, it does. It smells like you went into someone's closet that's yeah. the clothes had just been sitting in there for a long time. Like a wet basement. Yes. Why? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> it's
2: almost its almost like they had lightly charred oak that was like sitting in water for a while and started to get that moldy flavor. They thought, yeah, we'll try it. Yeah, why
0: not? Some Jim going to buy it. <laughs> it's aged to perfection for two months. So this is the Heaven's Door Double Barrel Whiskey we're about to try. It's got a musty smell. It's got real bits of Bob Dylan in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Well, cheers. cheers. Let's hopefully it tastes better than it smells. It does, but it's got a perfumey taste. Yeah. To I it. was going to say the same thing. Like it's like floral,
2: like potpourri almost. Yeah. Or perfume. It's almost it like, looks like
0: grandma's closet. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the most it tastes <laughs> like potpourri.
2: <laughs> well, grandma's closet. That is so wild it does not smell
0: like that no this one's weird dude it's weird
2: hmm. mm. Boy, you went through that quick i'm gonna save
0: ah, it. that was a mistake
2: <laughs> yeah it does it tastes like potpourri potpourri yeah
0: pop puree poopy all right cyber monday cyber monday that's a that's a discovery
2: Black Friday doesn't get a, get a mention in this article because it arose more or less organically from consumer post Thanksgiving blitz, according to the history of the holiday. Walmart. Time. Same cannot be said for Cyber Monday, the digital Black Friday and
0: brainchild of probably Amazon
2: National Retail Federation. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you didn't think so? But all brought right. to
0: you by Pfizer. Uh, Record
2: Store Day. Oh yeah, Record Store Day. Sometimes a fake holiday can help revive an entire industry. Yep. Final sales were just 990,000 copies per year when a group of record store owners got together in 2007 and conceived of Record Store Day. Yep.
0: Easy Street does like um, several of them a year.
2: Mm -hmm. This one's going to be tough. Okay. National 7-Eleven Day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Quickie Mart. Buckies. Yeah. It's the
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh sometimes an opportunity for corporate holiday synergy
0: is just staring your brand in the face. Yeah. First advertised in nineteen eighty nine. You ever notice that the N at the end of seven eleven is lowercase and all the rest of them are uppercase?
2: No, <clears throat> oh, I see that now. Yeah.
0: Why? Marketing. Ooh. Yeah, I know. We're we you're uh, that's you're weird. Your eyes will go to it. Mm. Like it'll be something it's something that's wrong with it that you'll think there's something wrong, but you'll look at it and you'll remember it.
1: Mm.
0: So this is the uh straight rye whiskey. I'm scared. Well, here we go. It might be better. <coughs> National drive-thru. That was day. really bad. That double barrel was It was strange. It was odd.
2: Might be a good mixer, though. <laughs> like like some uh sugar and some uh a splash of bitters. You can call it the doily. Orange, orange peel in a cherry. Like an old-fashioned. No, or like rose water. Oh, yeah, rose water. Yeah. We can call it the doily. Snub. The doily. <laughs> it could work. You never, you never know. That's not good either, dude. What is it? This is the straight rye. Oh. Well, you poured heavy on yours. I know. I wish I didn't. Good, good for you. All right. Give me another one. National drive-thru day. The a goggles. holiday for drive throughs makes sense. given America's love for being fat in fact that's not what it seven, says. no fast love for fast food in fact 37 percent of american adults consume fast food on any given day between 2013 and 2016 the fast food restaurant
0: jack-in-the-box in the oh really created a national drive Through day in 2002 oh, mcdonald's you uh you missed a mark there national underwear day yeah free to loom did you smell it mm-hmm. what does it smell like to you Not sure. Smells like hose water to me.
2: Yes. (laughs) It does. It smells like a garden hose. I wonder if I got like a really bad (laughs) badge. Oh, Bobby Dylan.
0: Ooh. As far as the taste is concerned, this is the best out of the three. No, the taste's not bad. It's a little savory. It doesn't not, have not that uh, no minty. Doesn't Yeah, it's actually smooth. It doesn't have that minty taste that I like and ride, but that's okay. You should blend them. Oh,
2: I don't want them to blend them. All right. Uh, National Underwear Day. For the loom? Founded. Uh, <coughs> the, I, I didn't know this. I've never heard of this retailer before. The online underwear retailer Fresh Pair founded National Underwear Day on August 5th. This
0: has to be new then.
2: 2003. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fresh Pair. Fresh, Fresh pear. Uh, hashtag holidays, too numerous to count. That's just That's it? more. Yeah, I guess <clears> there's <throat> people make hashtag heyday. That's it. That's the last one. Uh, would you like to know about Taylor Swift's X? Now, now I'm into
0: <laughs> the articles at the bottom of the article. <laughs> well, funny. Uh, I was looking up for Valentine's Day. The most common things bought for Valentine's Day in the United States in 2023, number one was candy and sweets. That's so a broad category. What candy? <clears throat> what candy specifically? Mm-hmm. Well, heart-shaped chocolates were number one. Number two was Is the chocolate. the box heart-shaped or the truffles? truffles the chocolates are heart-shaped. Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. Valentine's Day candies often presented in heart-shaped boxes. There we go. Chocolate truffles. Mm-hmm. Gourmet chocolate bars, candy hearts, of course, candy hearts. Mm-hmm. And they've like put all kinds of new stuff yeah. on there. What do they call them? Um conversation hearts? Yeah, conversation right? hearts. I think so. Chocolate covered strawberries, which I've never gotten. You know, I whenever I get them, they're like gigantic strawberries. Yes, yeah, like you can't eat them. They have to be edible <laughs> in one bite. You can't like bite that in half because the chocolate just falls all over the place. And I have never found it sensual. I have never found chocolate covered strawberries sensual. You're doing it wrong.
2: No. I
0: don't think I am. Well, you're not supposed to feed it to yourself. Yeah, I know, but feeding it to Dana does not seem sensual <laughs> no. either. I your partner is the weirdest thing that's <laughs> like sensual. Like you
2: have some spaghetti.
0: We've had fun <laughs> with whipped cream, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, whipped, whipped cream's cream. fine. Yeah. Uh gummy candies and lollipops. Ooh. Bum 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 bum. Greeting cards come in at number 2, so candy beats out greeting cards. Mm, that's not surprising. Flowers? Roses, of course, in particular.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, an evening out, common jewelry, jewelry, clothing, which usually means lingerie, That's right? Oh, and then yeah. a nice bustier. <laughs> Number seven was gift cards. Gift cards. <laughs> uh,
2: I love you. Here's a, here's twenty dollars to the Home Depot. <laughs> Get yourself new hangers. Here's a
0: $20 to Walmart. There, nothing says I love you like Walmart.
2: not cash. <laughs>
0: right? don't, don't spend it all in one place. Such a weird thing. I,
2: <laughs> there are certain people that a gift card is a perfect gift for, but in general, a gift card is a terrible gift. Yeah. Because it's so lazy.
0: Yeah. Except, you know,
2: there are people there, that there they don't people. know. Well, I know, but then like but, the right uh, person, like, I, like, I know for me personally, like if you gave me a gift card to the Home Depot, I'm like fucking right. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm excited. Sign me up. Yes. That's perfect. And the people who know me would do that. Yeah. I don't need a gift card to Amazon yeah. or Starbucks or whatever other nonsense. Panera. Yeah. I mean, I'll use the shit out of that Panera, brand yeah, no gift card, but I don't need it. What do you get there? Uh, it,
0: Mostly breakfast sandwiches. Oh. I love their breakfast. I love sandwiches. their tuna sandwiches. Chinese and their broccoli cheddar perfect. soup is very I'm good. I'm hungry. Now I want to eat something <laughs> in the United States spending on Valentine's <laughs> day in 2023 was expected to reach 25.9 billion dollars. They just on how on Halloween stuff, <laughs> I mean, on Valentine's <laughs> stuff Yep, on Halloween stuff, uh, which was an 8.37% increase from 2022. Mm, people love each other. No, th- I, I think things were open. So now we can go spend, um, Americans, the average American budgets $192 on Valentine's Day. It just burped and smelled like a flowery basement. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. I'm going to keep my two, two out of five. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Don't buy this, folks. Generous. Uh, if you'd like to try it, uh, you can contact me. I'll meet you somewhere <laughs> I'll let you taste <laughs> it before you buy it. Yeah, just so you know not to buy it. Uh, It'll only cost you three satoshis. Yeah. Yeah. Three <laughs> you better bring those satoshis. One satoshi per. If I don't have them in my hand. I'm I'm not giving you any. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's or a Richard maybe they've March changed trading it. Card. Maybe they changed it since. It's all this know, it's one weird. is Indiana, so this one is MPG. Mm. Uh the double barrel. Uh, is Tennessee, so it's so. This is when it was all sourced from other places. I mm-hmm. imagine maybe they're now at the point where it's not sourced, mm-hmm. uh, because like I said, I've I bought this uh, maybe two years ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, and it's been sitting here. But these are not great. No, I've had other Heaven Store whiskeys, and they're not bad. Yeah,
2: these are not the best.
0: Yeah, these are, these are, I'm glad I got the little bottles <laughs> no and didn't spend a whole lot on this. All right. Tell us more about consumerism. No, that was just it. Other than, uh, you know, don't spend people, save your money. And if you do spend, uh, send it to us <laughs> at PayPal at Balderdashers. Um, I like money. Yeah, actually, I would like to know from our listeners that if they wanted to donate, would they want to donate through PayPal or Venmo? Or like, what's the easiest way? Like, I'm trying to convince you all to use a modern podcast app. And I think you should, because it's much better. Union. Yeah. Or, you know, buy horse and <laughs> through the mail. Doubloons. Send money in the mail checks send checks make sure you dry, write your driver's <laughs> license somewhere at the top yeah money orders <laughs> yeah, money orders remember when you can only order stuff that like you
2: saw on tv with money orders yep. like send check or money order for yep. 1995 plus dollars plus dollars there was cash
0: on delivery so when they delivered it you had to give oh, them yeah. cash
2: and then all the commercials started saying no COD and when they started doing that I actually didn't know what it was yeah like, that's a weird thing but whatever no cod no cod no <laughs> cod
0: Weird. Just I wasn't wanna, gonna give him fish anyway. Just want so. a vacuum cleaner, <laughs> exactly, Yurk, yurk. <laughs> um, There's also the sweetest day, which is the third Saturday in October, which I don't understand because Halloween is like the next week. Yeah, so th- that actually came up when I was
2: reading through. Um, the ha- Halloween has been a long-standing holiday. But then, two weeks before Halloween, the candy industry in the 1900s tried to create National Candy Day, and so it like sort of ended up being Clash. part of the
0: same thing. Yep, that's a good look. That was bad. You I did have not saved, taste good. Save some of your brown. Yeah, um, yeah. The boss's day one. <clears throat> I mean, I work for them. Why would I give him a gift?
2: Yeah, they should give me a gift for yeah.
0: Uh, hmm. Secretary's Day or Administrative Professionals Day. That makes sense. I'm okay with that. They're usually underpaid and overworked uh, because of their boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Friendship Day, a day dedicated to celebrating friendship. Friendship. <laughs> Often French. by exchanging gift, gifts, <laughs> cards, and <laughs> wristbands. <laughs> I've had too much of this bad bourbon.
2: I miss you. We shall
0: exchange gift. <laughs> but only on this day. <laughs> it's a day where you only see friends once in a while. As a matter of fact, this brings up actually an article that I was reading today if you want to continue this a little bit more. Yeah, sure. Um, it's an article in the Atlantic. It was called Why Americans Stopped or Stopping or Stopped Hanging Out. Why Americans Stopped Hanging Out. Hmm, interesting. And uh, it delves into the decline of social interactions. The the guy um, Derek Thompson. It's an opinion article. Uh, he says that uh, he's highlighting that excessive aloneness is giving rise to a social social fitness crisis. Mm. Uh, while solitude is no longer solitary due to constant communication via calls and texts and emails and social media, the texture of what it means to be alone has changed. So, we now produce unprecedented, this is his words, unprecedented terabytes of interpersonal communication. Uh, The article provides a thought-provoking exploration of this shift in social behavior. So, uh, he says that it's a social fitness crisis, number one. So, decline in social interaction. And social fitness is like your ability to be social, your ability to go out and make friends and hang out and, you know, not feel awkward. Yeah. Interact, but interact in like what we used to consider a normal way to interact face to face, you know, laughing, talking, Mm -hmm. uh, despite the constant communication through technology, the texture of aloneness. I kind of like how he says texture of aloneness, Mm -hmm. uh, has changed, uh, excessive aloneness. So, um, again, solitude is no longer solitary, but the quality of our time with people has declined rapidly. So it's mm-hmm. it's – you're not – everything kind of has to be like hurried up and it mm-hmm. has to be maybe more professional rather than personal. <clears throat> and then, um, again, we we have all kinds of interpersonal but not actually deep communication with people. Mm-hmm. So uh, he says to make conscious efforts to engage in meaningful face-to-face interactions would help this. Priorit- prioritize quality over quantity. Digital detox. Uh, get rid of your stupid devices. You put it in a drawer when you get home. Mm-hmm. Don't look at it anymore. I, I'm i finding a lot of people wanting to basically have time that they have carved out that when they're home, like, the do not disturb is on. And you cannot reach me. Mm-hmm. Like, this is it. Like, after this hour here, boom. You know, I know that's kind of a poke in the eye to the Wayfair CEO but you know, it's that idea of of when I'm home, I'm home. Mm-hmm. You know, and with my, my time, yeah. Well, with my family, like at the dinner table, day, it was like, "How's your day?" And I go, "Work is work." Like I'm home. I don't want to mm-hmm. talk about work. Like I left that there when I mm-hmm. drove out of the parking lot. Uh, community building. There is a balance with the work <clears> stuff, <throat> though. Like I, I feel like
2: depending on the job you have, yeah, you do need that, like that release. And it's not like a deep dive into the details of your day, but sometimes you just need to vent, let it out, and then be done with it. It shouldn't dominate your conversations. Yeah. So one thing I always hated about work <coughs> trips and work events, like sales meetings and whatnot, where we'd travel somewhere and be around people that I just work with, is inevitably the conversation always goes back to work. And yeah. every time that would happen, to would be like, what the fuck? I'm yeah. not having this conversation. Yeah. Like I don't care about roto hammers at nine o'clock at night while I'm drinking a Macallan. I do not give a shit. I don't care about what sales numbers are. I don't yeah. care what I. I just don't care right now. I don't hate enough to care right now. This isn't my time. Yeah. You want to talk about this? That's fine. That's your prerogative. But I'm not. I'm just going to be out of this conversation. Yeah. So if you want me around, and you should because I'm
0: the best. <laughs> stop talking about it. <laughs> well, so I, I I agree with you, and I see this also as part of what happened during um, lockdowns mm-hmm. and COVID. Um, I'd say that this is also part of the work from home thing. Mm-hmm. Like you get used to being a house cat mm-hmm. and then you start forgetting how to interact with people mm-hmm. in social situations outside of your home. When you forget how great it is. <coughs> well, not only that, your be. work is now at home. Mm-hmm. So now you're like at work all the time. Well,
2: A lot of people didn't do a good job of creating a workspace. Yeah. So like like, people walk away. People don't have offices at their houses. Like we were fortunate enough where we did, and we'd already built out a space for Helen and I to work that was our office because she I was an outside sales, so when I needed to do computer work at home, I needed an office space and she worked at home part-time. So we already had that process. We already engaged in that. So we were fortunate, but a lot of people are just sitting at their dining room table or In their living room with their laptop on their lap and And TV on or something. Yeah. You
0: know, they're not fully engaged anyway. They're not separate.
2: They're not like, they don't shut down. It's like embedded into every aspect of Mm. their life. It's always around.
0: So it's a good point. Yeah. Community building, invest time in local communities, clubs, activities, go outside, Mm -hmm. you know, and find something. Uh, You know, connection is protection. Yeah. I'll tell you this there's one interesting thing here. Uh, I was listening to another podcast. And this guy had mentioned uh, this website called Freedom Cells. And basically, it's an online community of people who want to be self-sustaining. And uh, you log on, you go to freedomcells.org or whatever it is, and you say who you are, and you find local Freedom Cells within your community. And you can go do meetups. Or if you're good at like computers, and this person's good at farming, you trade helping one another on mm-hmm. your garden or if they have computer needs, stuff like that. And you basically build a community of people who are kind of helping you, helping each other with whatever it is that they're good about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I, I joined. I like that. Yeah, I joined, but I haven't gotten too involved in it because it kind of feels like a honey trap for the FBI. Like, <laughs> uh, who are these uh, gun-loving? Not, not everybody who wants to be self-sufficient is gun-loving. I understand. Some of these are... The the hippie type, um, you know, self sustaining want to like live on the farm communal living. Yeah, it's essentially what you're creating without having to share a property. Yeah, it it might depend on where you at. In Seattle, it kind of felt like it's a bunch of small group of conservatives that want to <laughs> just be left alone by the government by any means necessary. And I don't know if that's a trap or not. So I'm still investigating it. But it's freedom cells. Kevin, okay, what are they going to trap you in? Like, what are you afraid about getting? I don't know. Like, you know, we all share our guns and then the ATF busts ins or something stupid like that. Because some guy in there says, yeah, wouldn't it be great if we did X to this X politician in this X place? And then, you know, they're just joking, but someone's listening or they say it on this board and now you're associated with it. That kind of shit. Where it's just like no one's thoughtful, careful. You always get that idiot. Yeah. There's always that one guy that runs it for So I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't know. You know, and if I see a, a hot Asian lady, I know it's a honey pot right away. Um, the no agenda, They don't exist outside of the. FBI. No, they, no, that those are honey pots. They, they like to. <laughs> they like to that catch one guy oh, that's a CCP. That's honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Asia is a big place. You mean like Russian Asian? No, or like China Indian Asian. Like China, China, China Asia. <laughs> like China Asian could be Russians. There's lots of hot Russians. There's there. lots of hot Russians. Is <laughs> yes, Eastern European women. Um that's why the no agenda meetups are great. I go to those whenever mm-hmm. I can here in Seattle. Um, so well,
2: building so like, building communities are important. If you had that community, you wouldn't need this like sort of forced. Uh, I need help with things like you. You would have those
0: people in your life anyway. Maybe I mean like it's, you should. It's funny because when my contractor uh, did our um, mm-hmm. steps and stuff, and our bathroom. You know, one of the things we were talking about, we, we started finding out we have a lot of similar interests. And I went, oh, I was like, well, that's good to know, because when shit hits the fan, I know another person. He's like, yes, it's good <laughs> to know you, too. I mean, we were kind of like, yes, <laughs> like we will help each other. And his sister is, is much the same way, too, because I know his sister. So I was like know, in what way? In what way? Yeah. He has he has things that Fi- would be helpful, like firearm related things and such and fire starting things and such body, but you know if you were like armor. you know hey it'd be great to team up with somebody just and, in and, case and do what you're just going to if she hits the fan we're just
2: going to go out to Chile and drink her asses off in the mountains
0: yeah but i'd like to and have uh, i'd like to have some production just in case
2: well, i got a box of condoms out there it might be sun bleach but i mean they're yours
0: <laughs> oh i broke again mindful <laughs> Not sure aloneness. What you're protecting yourself from uh, some people don't know how to be alone well Mm-hmm. And so, embracing mindful solitude, mm-hmm. um, recognizing its value, self-reflection, and creativity is another way that he says can help people um, have better social fitness and you know make it through this. We're in a really kind of weird time with human history, especially in the United States. Um, with this in particular, in all of human. All of American human history has been work outdoors, work outdoors, work somewhere else, work somewhere else, mm-hmm. work somewhere else. So this is a very weird time where we're working indoors, working indoors, working indoors, and that we're so connected that we're not connected. Because mm-hmm. all of our relationships are, you know, it's like in a waiting pool. It might be a really big waiting pool, but it's very, very shallow. You know, there's there's no depth. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so, and, and being deep with someone means being vulnerable and and people are, I think they have a hard time being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, do, do you think we'll ever get to a point <clears throat> where we just let machines
2: do all the work for us and we can just like yes. have a leisure society? Yes, because I think humans like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think they like that. It's just going to be, the globe is going to be one giant sandals
0: resort. No, it'll be worse than that, dude. It'll be a hellscape. It will not be a you fun you place. Think,
2: you don't think so? No. What if you what if you were in Puerto Vallarta? Maybe it would be
0: nice to no. go. I don't know where you could go. I actually asked ChatGPT at one point in time where <laughs> you're gonna laugh at this. What if I were to <already> laugh? <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> the title it gave my question so I could look it up again was Elite Safe Havens. Because <laughs> I asked it. Bezos's <laughs> boat. I asked it, uh, hypothetically, if I was considered a global elite, where would be the safest place in the world to live out my days? (laughs) What'd
2: it give you? Uh, Switzerland. San Francisco. No.
0: Uh, Switzerland. Because of its political neutrality, strong privacy laws, low crime rate, and high standard of living. Mm
1: -hmm. They wouldn't wouldn't let
0: me in anyways, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, New Zealand. If you were an elite, though. Yeah. Well, if you're an elite, you can go anywhere, honestly. Mm -hmm. Uh, New Zealand. Because uh, it's a remote location, stable society, natural beauty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Singapore, full of hobbits. Singapore, yeah, Singapore. Uh, safety, cleanliness, efficient government, strong legal system. That's because there's cameras fucking everywhere.
1: everywhere.
0: <laughs> Iceland, uh, peaceful society, low crime rate, stunning natural landscapes. It's too cold to do shit, so you just you stay just inside, inside. And drink and eat. Yeah, uh, Norway. High standard of living, comprehensive welfare system, low crime rates. Uh, the United Arab Emirates, <laughs> Dubai and Abu Dhabi. Arab. Arab Emirates. <laughs> Maybe one of the whinest things you've ever said. <laughs> what am I supposed to say? How am, I, how am I supposed to pronounce it? Arab. 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 <laughs> United Emirates, Arab. I mean, if you have money, they don't care what you believe. No, you can do whatever you yeah, want. You can do whatever you want. And Monaco. On the French Riviera. Well, I could do that. Let's do Monaco. <laughs> you know, I think you have to have at least uh seven-figure salary in order to go into Monaco, to step foot in Monaco. Well, I, got a, I got at least five. I think they check your, I think they check your uh, bank account your before they let code. you in. <laughs> I'm at least a 10000 air. For secluded places, it's suggested. <laughs> Say that again. Secluded places. <laughs> it's secluded. <laughs> it's, it's Patagonia. <laughs> we got to wrap this up. All right. The Scottish Highlands, Bhutan, uh, Mm, Tasmania, the Faroe Islands, Alaska, the archipelago, um, and Fiji, (laughs) and the Azores (laughs) in Portugal. Azores, and uh, (laughs) and yeah. So those were the if I wanted to be in a place that was secluded.
2: New Orleans. God help us. <laughs> <laughs> Where would you want to be? I'm would
0: done. you want to be on a beach? I'm done. I'd rather be in Jesus' arms. I want a coconut. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, thanks for listening to Beer, Bourbon, and Balderdash. Uh, oh, the Balderdash word of the day. Oh, well, here we go. It is Winkle, Winkle Picker. Winkle Picker, that's right. It's a style of shoe oh, or boots. So in the 1950s, with a sharp, long, pointed toe, but it's inspired by the tool used to extract winkles or small sea snails from their shells. Oh, interesting! See how close you were. That was close. That wasn't bad. I got this I got the the
2: the crustacean correct. Yeah, winkle picker. Yeah, winkle picker. Like
0: an elf shoe. Kind of. Kind yeah, of, actually, kind of yes. Weird point to think. <laughs> it's a winkle picker. <laughs> it's a winkle picker. Do you like my winkle picker? Yeah, touch my winkle picker. For uh, <laughs> a value for value show. Uh, if you want to get really nerdy and geeky about stuff, get a Bitcoin wallet. Yes. If you want to know how, contact me, <laughs> Balderdash Boys at ProtonMail.com. You can go to our website, beer, bourbon, balderdash.com, and uh, go to the comment section go to the email we have a Substack. i send out a newsletter once a week talking about our most recent episode and there's some photographs that i take uh because i'm a photographer and uh you can find us on instagram at beer bourbon balderdash twitter at beer bourbon balderdash and i think those are all the places that they can find us yeah. i'm sorry i'm not more involved
1: yeah. just a
2: talent. i don't know what to tell I you i know I, I know i need to get better about it it's like my big push was we should start like writing things and then i haven't yeah
0: you're like we should do like a newsletter i was like yeah yeah and then you did it and then i didn't <laughs> <laughs> sorry but i keep sending it to you and you're I like know. no you sent it to me once <laughs> i sent, sent you the login once yeah exactly. we're gonna fight <laughs> uh are we gonna Proster or, or good society uh i don't know whatever do you have time for so any of both them? yeah sure kind of have to work tomorrow but not really well i have to work tomorrow too but only at 6 a.m okay well we we have to be good influences on one another okay so good society okay that sounds good yeah, yeah i haven't, haven't been, been there, in there in a while, while. let's go hey, hey! <laughs> <laughs> look at the couple oh, fat of bad cats in the same place wow so, that, again, that's uh, $2 if you want John to come home permanently and $1 if you want him to stay away. And $5 if you want me to put my pants back on. <laughs> PayPal. <laughs> PayPal. At Balderdashers. <laughs> uh, but leave us comments. Uh, we would love your comments. Yeah. Thank you to everyone who's commented before. I love the topic idea about raising kids. Yeah, we're going to have to make that definitely one of our <laughs> topics. We have another one that I think we should do, too. That's a big one. Probably it's a multi-series. Beat them. I'm done. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yep. Thanks, everyone. Throw you out the window. Beat your children. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Oh, we forgot song of the day. I'm not doing it again. Uh, This song (laughs) is... uh, No, I'm going to put it in here. And Dana turned on the uh, furnace, so that's going to be a nice sound in the background. Uh, I want to introduce you guys to Sir Brian with an I. Um, This is his song, Higher. And if you boost right now, you'll get to uh, send all that boost to him. So enjoy. Enjoy.
1: Just a lonely girl is sick and tired of being alone. She does her best to paint a fairy tale to see where it goes.
0: A great song. Love it. Yeah. Everyone uh, rewind that back about three minutes. And while that plays again, hit the boost button. Good night.